Aturdido y abrumado por la duda de los celos Se ve triste en la cantina a un bohemio ya sin fe Con los nervios destrozados y llorando sin remedio Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Songmas. My name is Richard Villegas, and right now we're listening to La Copa Rota by Jose Feliciano, feeling this little bolerito moment. Um, you know, really get in your feelings, you guys, because I have such an exciting episode for you all today. Um, so we're going to play out the song. We'll be right back. Mordió la copa de vino y le hizo un cortante filo que su boca destrozó y la sangre que brotaba confundióse con el vino y en la cantina este grito a todos estremeció. No te apures compañero si me destrozo la boca no te apures que es que quiero con el filo de esta copa Borrar la huella de un beso traicionero que me dio. Mozo, sírveme la copa rota, sírveme que me destroza esta fiebre de obsesión. Mozo, sírvame la copa rota, quiero sangrar gota a gota el veneno de su amor. Esta fiebre de obsesión Mozo Sírveme la copa rota Quiero sangrar gota a gota El veneno de su amor Alrighty, and we're back. And uh, I have to say, I'm really, really excited. I have, uh, I'm going to be having a parade of guests on the show uh, in, over the coming weeks. And who better to start off with the cabrona herself, <laughs> uh, fried papita from uh, Cabronas y Chingonas? How you doing? Hey, what's poppin', Richard? Hey, hey. is Liddy? Is Liddy? It's what's so up, good. Zaddy? What's up, Zaddy? Hey, Zanny. <laughs> How you doing, Zanny? Hey. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Texas is so lit. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all know how to have a great time down here. You already had your queso. You already had. Yes, ma'am. Although I feel like it was bootleg queso because it was white queso. And I was oh, like, oh, no. it's probably made with like queso fresco and mozzarella or something. And I was like, I want that cheddar stank stuff. That's really You're not good. living right. I gotta, we gotta take you to the hood daiquiri spot. Thank you. That's all I want. <laughs> it's, oh my God. Like we were talking about this yesterday. Cause like, you know, again, like in New York city, the, the, the ratchet street drink is nut crackers, mm-hmm. but here apparently you have have like a like a daiquiri spot that you could just get like what you drive up in that hoe and you order like it's every like drink is named after like a sexual act so hot (laughs) so what is it that you ordered i oh my girlfriend always gets uh put your mouth on me oh iconic Uh, (laughs) 
I'm into it. I know. I mean, I, I mean love if you insist. It. Yeah, put your mouth on it, you know? And um, all of them are like named after some sexual position, sexual act, and the guy just walks up to the door and gives you the drink, and you just drive off. Hot. I yes. want to drink the Enquadro, Enquadro. <laughs> um, cool. And so uh, obviously, like, we're out here podcasting the house down boots. I'm apparently on Instagram <laughs> right now. So cute. Thank you so much. Hashtag me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, and, and so, yeah, so, you know, again, a lot of like podcasting crossovers are going to be happening over the next couple of weeks. Uh, super excited to be in Dallas right now. Um, you know, we all, uh, hung out and met like technically officially for the first time, uh, last night at a Decolores Radio Grace Space event, uh, for Viva La Mujer, you know, it's International Women's Day, uh, well, and Women's History Month uh, nationally. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it was, it was a really special, uh, event. Um, what did you, what did you think of the, uh, of the event, Fried Papita? Oh my God. I thought it was beautiful. And, uh, I loved that, uh, vagina candle. (laughs) Santa Vagina? (laughs) Yes, Santa Vagina. (laughs) She was great. (laughs) She was the star. Um, and then they had like a lot of art pieces, uh, from another, another girl from another podcast. We have thoughts submitted her art i think her name is joy okay um she said a lot of like self like portraits photography oh the photographer yeah yeah oh my god hers were great there was one um because i think she had like two or three there and there was one that it was on on this like sort of white cloth yes that looked like a like a like a like a like a wedding dress it was beautiful um and that to me because she was in the picture she she seemed anguished in some way um, and then again, that being on a, on a cl- piece of cloth that looked like a wedding dress, I was like, it, you know, it definitely, uh, communicated a very specific story. It really did. There was a lot of, uh, like cross I love the fucking, what are they? Uh, what is it where they mixed media together? A collage? Yeah. Yes. Well, the, uh, there was this artist named Nemo who had Ooh. a lot of really, really great, uh, collages and I just mm-hmm. loved her work. And I love that it was just kind of like it wasn't really taken in consideration men at any point. Like all of the art was very fuck you. Like this is like a hairy pussy. This is someone's tits. Like, and they're not perfect. Sometimes they're shaped different. Like, I love that. It was the imperfection that is reality. Well, and there were different stories, uh, at least from, again, I was exhausted. I was basically sleepwalking yesterday, but from, <laughs> you know, I was like, I didn't, I, I didn't like approach the whole thing as like a lit crit moment. Or, well, I'm sorry, as an art crit moment. But, um, you know, I, I could, I could feel the power in some of the pieces. Again, there were, there was one by Nemo that really struck me. Um, cause it was just like, uh, it was, it was, I think it was called finding your voice. Um, and there is a, a woman at a mic, um, that she, uh, put sort of like in these trees, sort of in like a forest or something. Oh, um, and then above it all, there was again, this, this sort of enlightened head of, of another woman. And I was like, I see it, you know, it's just like, you know, whether it is uh, literal from like a singer's point of view or, or just like from you learning to express yourself and, and your true nature, um, you know, I was just like, I see it, I get it. You know, I'm like too tired to really analyze it right now, but I'm like, I, I'm, I'm it responding was, to yeah, it. Yeah, it was beautiful. And it's, it's all about visceral reactions. You don't have to have an art critic. Right, like, exactly. Fuck that. Like, it's just, what do you feel? What does art make you feel? That's well, beautiful. and that was really special. And then again, just, you know, we met there for the first time mm-hmm. and like we went, you know, had some late night food <laughs> because we were all a little buzzed buzzed. Yes. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, and we've, you know, 
We're here in the studio now, and uh, you brought in some music because we're going to yes. talk about you and what you do and mm-hmm. and your like own musical journey. Um, <laughs> and we started with a Jose Feliciano track. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what does this track mean to you? And and tell us a little bit about the playlist that you brought in today. Well, what the song means to me is it's actually my grandma's, my abuela's favorite song, and I felt like. I grew up listening to this song and I never met her. So having listened to the song, I felt like I got to understand her and be near her in some way. I see. Yeah. Not that she like was a drinker, but she always liked trash ass men. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so is this what you like? Is this what all those men that left you and that you left? Is this what they probably went through? Mm-hmm. Like you imagine them and drunk in some bar because this... She was always into drunk men, assholes. And I was like thinking about it. I was like, oh, maybe this is her relationship to men. And many of the relationships to men and that my the women in my family have is like they always pick these trash ass dudes. And so I was like, oh, this is like her. I dedicate most of this playlist to the music I grew up listening to, the music that like holds a special place in my heart because of what it means and how I was introduced to this. But this is my abuela's favorite song. Okay. And so it just means a lot to me in that way. So this p- playlist is mm-hmm. Awaliti. Awaliti. Hey. <laughs> um, and, and of course, um, you are the mm-hmm. cabrona from yes. Cabronas y Chingonas, mm-hmm. um, you know, queer brown podcast. Um, please tell our listeners who, mm-hmm. again, you know, the three of them that are not familiar (laughs) with who you are and what you do. Tell us a little bit about the show, please. Yeah. So Cabronas y Chingonas is a podcast where we talk about queer and Latinx, like topics. We cover anything POC, anything gay, even a little bit, and even like a hint of a gay thing. We talk about it because we really weren't seeing our voices reflected in any kind of media. So we just decided like, fuck it, let's just do it ourselves. You know, we were like avid listeners of like Latinos who lunch and they, were heavy inspiration for us in what we did. And so I heard them and I was like, fuck it. This Netflix and Chilequiles episode is my favorite. And let's, why, why can't we just talk about queer things all the time? Like I, you know, I was trying to find a safe place for me and my ideas that you really don't get in Texas. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. and, and yeah, like, it's interesting that you, you know, mentioned that about Texas because like, you know, I'm a big old Yankee doodle from New York <laughs> City and like, you know, I come to Texas with like mm-hmm. certain expectations. Like, I, I mean, I've been here once before and, mm-hmm. and that isn't, uh, and like, you know, I did my whole Yosemite Sam act, you know, like the, <laughs> the first day and like I got over it, you Howdy. know, yeah. Cause, cause I mean, Texas is obviously so much more than that. Um, you know, there's all these narratives, you know, just like these stereotypes, yes, like, yes. oh, you know, like I'm, I'm a New Yorker. So of course I'm like, you know, super fashion, only wearing black and being a dick to you at all times. <laughs> and it's like, okay, wearing whatever. Right. Like Hindercloth, like, <laughs> but, but you know, like you mm-hmm. talk about like, you know, something like, uh, mm-hmm. again, that you don't have, or, or you don't see this representation in Texas, mm-hmm. uh, so often, but, um, I don't know. I do. I, I mean, maybe not in the traditional sense of like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, there's this idea of, of, of uh, Texas being quite right-wing, conservative, you know, religious. Uh, but I, you know, I've been to Austin, I've been to San Antonio, and now Dallas. And, like, I don't feel, I, I've never felt uh, like there's an, an antagonistic energy, Mm-mm. at least. Yeah, it depends on what places and spaces you occupy. occupy. So, like, my world in Oak Cliff is different from, say, like, my day job mm-hmm. or uh, going to the grocery store or just, like, being somewhere and existing. It's very different. Like, if you find your people, you're good. You have your pockets of it. But Texas is still 
when I go to work or when I interact with some, I see someone in the street or I hear, overhear a conversation, it's, it's still fucking backwards. It's backwards as fucking. It's probably starts maybe in the family, maybe with my own family members. And like, I was always too busy to have like free time. Like I always worked like two jobs. So I wasn't like having a lot of opportunity to go find my queer spaces. Like I have right. a couple, but I never really had the time. I was always just like working. So this was like my way to find my space because like most of my friends are like straight or like, yeah, yeah. my queer friends are like my then like two other people. So, <laughs> well, I, I, you know, again, I, I appreciate uh, mm. what I really, I, I really appreciate that mm. uh, on the show. Mm. Again, it's, it's specifically about media. So it's just mm. like whether it's music or TV or film mm. or, or pop culture or something, it's just like, it's, uh, you guys are mm. analyzing, um, you know, representation that has an impact uh, mm-hmm. on people. Like, it's just, it's not just like, well, you know, that there was like a gay astronaut or mm-hmm. something. It's like, but what was, what's the broader, the, the broader impact of something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. How did it actually affect queer people? How did it actually affect people of color? Yeah. Like, what does it actually mean to us? And that's what we do. We just talk about it for like an hour and get really drunk. Well, and that's, <laughs> and that's the other thing that, you know, that, mm-hmm. that's so important because I, I, you know, I feel like I'm focusing on the queer aspect of it, but mm-hmm. yeah, of course on, on, on a POC level, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and you brought in this playlist that's again, uh, <laughs> sort of dedicated to your abuela. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to, I want to talk about the next track. Mm-hmm. Um, so you brought in song by Chelo Silva uh, <laughs> called Cheque en Blanco. Yes. Um, and you've kind of like mm. casually referred to this as your petty woman playlist. <laughs> it is. Like this whole playlist is just being petty. Like Cheque en Blanco is about like fucking a woman taking her power back from this dude and being like, I'm done with you. I'm better than you. Here's a blank check. And the only thing you're worth is like the worthless part of this check. Like here, just take it. I'm going to leave it by the bed. It's for you. And I'm done, baby boo. I'm done. Like it's, it's really powerful and very petty. And get the fuck out of my house, get the fuck out of my house, (laughs) get the fuck out of my life. Like I played this a lot after a breakup and (laughs) it got me through. And it was also another song that my abuela, I was like, yo, abuela, like I'm connecting with you right now. Where, where is a, a Chelo Silva from? Is he Mexican? She's actually Wait, from, Cello is a, as a woman? Cello is a woman. Really? Yes. And she's actually from Texas. She's uh, really? born in uh, Brownsville, Texas, from the Valley. Hot. Yes. And uh, she actually made really good, like, rancheras. Like, and it's not rancheras, but, like, petty ass. Like, uh, Paquita del Barrio did a cover of this. And that's what's probably more people know that one. But I never latched on to Paquita in the same way that I did Cello. Like she's, it's just, you can hear it in her voice when she's singing and it's just, it's so fucking petty and I live for it. And that's where Paquita probably got it from. All right. So this is Chelo Silva and the track is called Cheque en Blanco. Te juzgué Si te gusta la basura Pero mira qué locura Pero para ti está bien Pero qué mal calculé Yo te creía tan decente Y te gusta lo corriente Por barato yo qué sé Y no canto de dolor Yo no busco quien me quiera, ni pretendo financiera, 
que me avale a lo que soy yo yo no soy letra de cambio ni moneda que se entrega que se le entrega a cualquiera como cheque al portador que si te agradecí es que tomarás en cuenta de que yo no estoy en venta mucho menos para ti amor si eres hombre de negocios todo lo quieres con socios ahora sí ya te entendí Decepcionaste tanto que ahí te dejo un cheque en blanco a tu nombre y para ti. Por la cantidad que quieras, en donde dice desprecio, ese debe ser tu precio y va firmado por mí. de llorar y no amanece ya no sé si maldecirte o por ti rezar tengo miedo de buscarte y de encontrarte donde me aseguran mis amigos que te vas. Hay momentos en que quisiera mejor rajarme y arrancarme y a los clavos de mi penar. Pero mis ojos se mueren sin mirar tus ojos y mi cariño con la aurora te vuelve a esperar y agarraste por tu cuenta la parranda Paloma negra, paloma negra, ¿dónde, dónde andará? Ya no juegues con mi honra, parandera. Si tus caricias han de ser 
servías de nadie más y aunque te amo con locura ya no vuelvas paloma negra eres la reja de un penar quiero ser libre vivir mi vida con quien yo quiera Dios dame fuerza que me estoy muriendo por irla a buscar y agarraste por tu cuenta las Okay, so we just listened uh, to Chelo Silva, and that was great. And then we followed that up with Chavela Vargas. Um, and, <laughs> you know, I feel like from scorned woman to one of the most empowered women in all of Mexican music, yeah. uh, I think that was such a great jump. Mm-hmm. Um, so why did you bring in Paloma Negra? Well, Paloma Negra is by Chavela Vargas, and she. the rumor is that she wrote this song for Frida Kahlo. The Paloma Negra is supposed to be Frida Kahlo's eyebrow. Wait, so she wrote this song? Because this is a very famous... I, I, this I is feel a, like, is, did she write it or did she just fucking sing it? I don't, I mean, cause I don't know that because I know that it's a song that it's like, mm-hmm. ev- like everybody has sung mm-hmm. it, you know? So that's why I'm like, huh, like, I, it'd be really cool to know if she actually I, wrote this. I tried to look for that. Mm. It might have been like a... Or maybe she just dedicated it to her. I think she dedicated to her then. I see. And I can see that with the eyebrow thing. Yeah, absolutely. And the whole like scorned woman, like you don't left my ass. Like, because supposedly... Chavela Vargas was and Frida Kahlo were like a whole thing. Yes, that is that's been rumored for a mm-hmm. long time. And like, I mean, you know, Frida has been very open about like oh, yeah. you know being bisexual mm-hmm. and like, I mean, look, Diego Rivera was ugly <sighs> looking. <laughs> Who oh. could blame the young lady? Yeah, like step out on him all the time, girl. Yeah, well, I, I mean, he stepped out yeah. on her all the time. I so mean, Maria Felix is fine. So oh my god, was it with Maria Felix that oh, he yeah, was he cheating painted, on her? He <gasps> painted Maria Felix naked. I think stop it. that woman is fine. What is she? Like, and she's gonna come up later. What's her, what's her great quote where she's like, mm-hmm. you know, soy más cabrona que bonita y mira que soy bien bonita. Hey. And I'm like, <laughs> so I identify with that bitch. I, like, that's an aesthetic. That's a mood. It's, it's a whole mood. And Chavela Vargas is a whole mood too. Like she's my like soft butch queen. Yeah. Like, like be like drunk at 3 a.m. singing fucking mariachi songs to like women is like my aesthetic. I mean, obviously, listen to these songs. Like I'm all about. Well, I mean, the sadness she, and being drunk. Her her song "Hasta el último trago" is one of my <laughs> one of my favorite. It, it's maybe my favorite of her songs because yes. it's just like it's just like we gonna drink until we seal this deal. Yes. Uh, <laughs> like that's so real. And that's she's so good. totally singing that to a woman every yeah. single time. It's always a woman, and she gave no fucks. She was like, "Yes, I'm open. I'm queer, and I'm gonna sing to these hoes. Like they gonna like it or not." That's so good. Um, so I, I, you know, again. Mm-hmm. Cabronas y Chingonas, mm-hmm. uh, again, such a great podcast. And, mm-hmm. and I love that you guys are asking uh, these questions of, of representation. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask you a question mm-hmm. that, that you asked me. Mm-hmm. So at what point did you mm-hmm. see yourself represented uh, in media, be it through music, film, TV, what have you? Oh, God, that's like a hard one. Like actually me? Or, like, or that or... You, you were like you connected to something on like, you know, this, uh, this, this whole question of identity that, identity that we all navigate every single day. Probably a different world. Where I really? Got, yeah. <laughs> I brought this up before where I was like, 
I saw a bunch of people of color that were like nerdy, that were into the environment. They were more than just what they appeared to be. They were more than just their ethnicity. They were more than their culture. They were just like individually smart. They were geeky. They were bougie. They were all types of different things. And I saw myself probably in every single one, but uh, probably a lot in like, uh, I think Dwayne Wayne. Okay. <laughs> the flippy sunglasses. I yeah, mean, yeah. Like he was dorky. And I think it was the first time I saw like someone be able to be dorky, but also fucking wearing J's and like. And he owned it. He, he really like, it. you couldn't tell him that he was not killing it. No. And he was adorable. And I was like, this is how I want to be. I still want to be all of these things and yet still wear J's, you know? So that's an odd, <laughs> it's an odd one, but yeah, a different world. I grew up watching it and never, I never, I always saw myself different after that. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I, <laughs> it's really random. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause I, you know, uh, we, we've been discussing throughout the afternoon, this whole, whole idea of, mm-hmm. of, um, you know, identity and representation and like mm-hmm. seeing yourself and mm-hmm. I do, why are the levels so fucking crazy on these mics? <laughs> it got, it went really high. Can you talk? Words, words, words. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I see. That makes more sense. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we were, um, yeah, so we've been having this conversation about um, representation and, and, and seeing yourself in media um, and, you know, so, so and, and identity. And, mm-hmm. and so um, what is your sort of general background, uh, you know, mm-hmm. ethnically or racially or however you, you choose to describe it? Yeah, so I guess... My parents are both from Mexico. They're from Durango. And I grew up in the hood in Oak Cliff in Dallas. And I don't, I've never really been around too many Latinos other than my family. So I guess my identity, like I take it from different parts of the things that I've experienced. Because I, you know, I always feel like a fraud when I say I'm like, oh, I'm Mexican-American. And, you know, like I am a cabrona because that's been my pet name since I was little. Like that's just how I identify. But I would say, like, I don't know, like, I'm a, I'm a little hood rat from Oak Cliff, a well-read hood rat. Like, I just, I don't see myself as, like, an identity or an ethnicity only, you mm. know? Like, I am an amalgamation of literally everything I've ever been through, and that isn't always Latino or Latinx culture, you know? It's everyone's culture. Like, I grew up being surrounded around different cultures, different religions, and I just kind of take a little bit from each one. And so I guess I don't have a clear identity other than I'm like American from the hood. So I want to, I want to zero in on that, Mm -hmm. on you saying that you're just a hood rat from Oak Cliff. Um, (laughs) Well-read hood rat. Because I, I, so, Mm -hmm. you know, we were, we went to that event, that gray space event, and that's where like the, uh, the cultural center is, Mm -hmm. um, in Oak Cliff. And there's definitely a specific identity to this neighborhood. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's definitely like, you know, Mexican, Mexican American, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like you see like the quinceañera stores everywhere, you know, like paleterias, taco spots, um, you know, and so, uh, what, uh, what, uh, does it mean to be from Oak Cliff? Like what, what is, how do you boil that down for like a foreigner like myself? Well, I actually, there's two different parts there, that Oak Cliff is a different one than from where I'm from. That's, oh, okay. that's North Oak Cliff. Okay. Um, that is mainly Mexican, quinceanera dresses, paleteros. Where I'm from, it's not. It's a majority, like, 
uh, POC black community. Like, and that's where I'm from. I'm not <laughs> like, I guess I kind of grew up in both, but I live in South Oak Cliff and that's, you know, ribs, that's uh, mashed potatoes, yeah. that's baked potatoes, Kinda that's soul some. food. Yeah. We can go do that later. Um, <laughs> fried chicken, like it, it's a different culture. Candy houses, you know, <laughs> like I'm naming all these hood things like Kool-Aid on pickles and oh. like, um, <laughs> like it, it's a very different vibe like I grew up listening to hip-hop probably right. before or at the same time that I was listening to like rancheras but I always preferred hip-hop and so there's different there's two different types of oak cliffs I'm from the one where I like stood out you know I was like the only Latina in a lot of a lot of the times but it didn't it wasn't really a factor you know hmm. it was just like yeah I'm you know Latina I speak Spanish sometimes I still like Ludacris. Yes. <laughs> Is he from Oak Cliff? No. Oh, I was like, what? No, but like, you know, I still like Big Tuck. I still sure, like, sure. you know, um, you know, Zero and like Houston well, rap. But Well, you did mm-hmm. mention, so it, this isn't mm-hmm. on the playlist, but it's about to be, <laughs> that there is a sort of like local hood anthem. And like, you even played me a little bit of it. And I'm like, okay, so this is about to make it on the playlist. All right, awesome. Um, so what's the track? Who is it by? And like, explain it a little bit. Because like, uh-huh. it, you know, it... <laughs> It's definitely a mood, a schmood. A schmood. Um, so it's called Oak Cliff, That's My Hood. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't know if I'm necessarily uh, like, you know, I'm not not ashamed of this song. Sure. Um, <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'll, I'll like download it and include it. You know, okay. But, but what, what, so, but what makes it like, why, why does it resonate with you? Because like, you, you're very proud of it. <laughs> Yes, I anyone that's from Oak Cliff knows this song right. and when you play it it's like everyone who's from Oak Cliff even people who are not from Oak Cliff know the words you spell out <laughs> you spell out the name you're like O A K C L I F F and I don't know what happens to everyone from Oak Cliff they get rowdy as fuck cuz we have something and it it's it's kind of like a low-key point of pride for everyone in Oak Cliff, just because he's naming off streets that you see, naming off streets that you live near, right. and <laughs> it's 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 giving it like that you know street cred bullshit thing that the hood is obsessed with. But it's yet representation. It, it's representation that I may, okay maybe that's where I first saw myself in this Oak Cliff song because <laughs> um, <laughs> like it was something that us all the little kids when we're 10 years old or 11 or whatever we'd sing this down our hallways because it was who we were and we weren't ashamed that we were from the hood you know it was like claiming a part of you that you couldn't help like you yes you grew up in the hood but it's not a reason there's no reason you should be ashamed of it you know and it's very very south oak cliff he's naming parts that i see every day i drive by and it's I don't know. It's it shouldn't be so endearing because it just sounds like a fight anthem. But that's how we feel. That's how Cliff people feel. So the the song is called Oak Cliff. That's my hood. <laughs> Who is it by? I think Young Nino and <laughs> Young Nino and Hot Boy Star. Hot. Okay. So we're gonna listen to that now. We'll be right back. Maybe start a fight in between. Yes. Not give you buck. <laughs> Shit on the 
understood. Yeah, this ain't what you want. Boy, tell me you get hood. Why? Cause old Cliff, nigga, that's my hood. Yeah.
Hey, Liddy, Liddy. It's like the Nuck If You Buck version of Oak Cliff. That was really great. Um, <laughs> now, so, okay, so the next track that we have is by Natalia La Furcade. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate that you brought something that's a little bit older. Um, mm-hmm. Because, like, obviously, everybody's like high on Musas and, you know, Hasta la Raiz. Mm-hmm. But you brought in Mujer Divina. Yes. So what's up with that? My queer heart. So (laughs) the video for Mujer Divina is actually about like two little high school girls like that, like have a crush on each other. Is it really? Yes. So I like stand this song and I stand this video. That's amazing. Yeah. And not to mention the history behind like the song itself, like Mujer Divina was like Agustin Laura writing the song for one of his women, Mm -hmm. you know, and he had a small thing with Maria Felix too. Really? Yes. He was married Maria to her for like Felix? two years. Yeah. Well, she, she, was she was married, married to someone lot. for a long time there at the end, wasn't she? And I, I forget who. He was like a mil- like an oil Super tycoon or rich, something. Super rich, dude. Yeah. What a smart lady. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that a fact. Fucking icon is what she is. And like she had a lot of songs written about her. I couldn't verify if this is one of the songs he wrote for her. Mm-hmm. But he wrote like Amor de Mis Amores and... Uh, Mujer. Okay. I think it's called Mujer about her. So, like, and then mixing the Maria Felix myth, mixing in Natalia La Forcada, like, singing about Mujer Divina. Right. Like, she's singing to a woman. And, like, the first time I heard it, I didn't know it was the Agustin Laura, like, cover. I found that out later, but... Once I fucking saw this video of, like, these queer people, I felt so seen. Right. <laughs> I was like, a bitch feels seen right now with Natalia. And I have a big crush on her, so her singing about a woman, just, yes. Were you a, a big fan of hers before that, or is that, like, what brought her to your attention? That's what brought her to my attention. Oh, like, really? I was like, okay. And then she did another Amores de Mis Amores, Amores de Mis Amores, also singing about a woman. And I was like, I like how you're not changing these fucking pronouns. Like, right on, bitch. Like, yeah. I can listen to this and it's a classic song that got reinvented or it just feels different with her singing it i feel that uh with these songs mm-hmm. that are you know like sometimes like get like the co-ed treatment mm-hmm. uh, i feel like women most of the time do not change the pronouns and mm-hmm. every single time men do every fucking time yeah and, and i'm like what are you scared of dude somebody recently pointed out that sam smith um mm-hmm. he is he cha- he sings to men and he will mm-hmm. use male pronouns like oh, yes. he's been out from the beginning and yeah. that's cool but like it is really un- kind of rather unheard of like mm-hmm. at least for like a pop star at that level cuz like you know you'll usually like if you're a gay mm-hmm. you'll just try to keep it like gender neutral so everybody can like it exactly but, but fuck that frank ocean did the same thing he's like exactly. i'm not changing these fucking pronouns mm-hmm. yes i said boy i will continue to say boy I don't uh, <laughs> okay, cool. So, um, yeah, so let's listen to that now. So, okay, so we're going to listen to Natalia La Furcade. The song is Mujer Divina. We yes. will be right back. Mujer, Mujer Divina, tienes el veneno que fascina en tu mirar. Mujer. Que no se olvida Tienes vibración de sonatina Pasional Filtros 
¡Arre Santos! Siempre que me hablan de ti es para hacerme llorar. Siempre que me hablan de ti es para darme la queja que te ha ido. Lágrimas te advertí, solo te van a engañar. Yo y de fracaso en fracaso mencionas mi nombre, y eso me hace llorar. ¿Cuánto quieres? Yeah, so we did a cute little back-to-back there with mm-hmm. Natalia Lafourcade and then La Santa Cecilia. Um, so what's up with uh, Leña de Pirul, yeah? Yes, Leña de Pirul. So uh, tell me a little bit about the song. Um, so I fuck with this song mainly because it's one of those things I can share with my mom. Okay. Um, she listens like a lot. All this is like dedicated to my abuela and to things my mom has like introduced me that my abuela liked. So the original is by uh, Tomas Mendez, and he originally sang it to a woman, 
and the reason I fuck with this song so much is just because I feel again like she's taking a piece of something back and she's throwing it back into this man's face saying you ain't worth shit the only thing you give me is tears and what do I like do I have to pay you to get the fuck out of my life right. like I'm really into like get the fuck out of my life apparently um, and being really sad about it but also getting rid of unneeded unnecessary bullshit which is i think like this song and chicken blanco they're really calling and they're really they're really dealing is getting rid of things they don't fucking need so it's like for me it's not so much like it's just like a reminder again to my abuelita like and how all of these things kind of lead me back to her i you know i love Mm. how through this episode we've Mm. kind of um focused on three mm. generations of women because mm. like, you know, obviously like it's for your abuelita, but like mm. your La Santa Cecilia, you know, you mm. did mention mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, your mom follows Santa Cecilia mm-hmm. uh, and, and obviously with that Oak Cliff track from before, <laughs> you know, you're also in here. And so it's really cool that like, mm. you know, three generations of, of papitas are, <laughs> are, are on this episode. Uh, I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, no. And that's my connection. I mean, this, if I'm going to do one, it's going to be honest and it's going to be about my connections to the people that bring me into like my identity and mm-hmm. i guess like other than oak cliff i identify as like probably an old drunk soul <laughs> well uh, you know one of the mm-hmm. um uh one of the there was a, there was a poetry reading yesterday mm-hmm. um uh at at the at the gray space event yes um and one of one of the poems that that really resonated with me was um the final poet, I forget her name, mm-hmm. um, she published, has a fabulous book. I, I'm sure that I could ask somebody what her name was. Um, but, uh, you know, she she dedicated one to, the again, to, like, her ancestors, but specifically, you know, her the women in her family. And mm-hmm. just, like, you know, thank you for loving me when I couldn't love myself or mm-hmm. love you back. Like, it, it, you know, that's not very clear. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just like, I, you know, that, that makes so much, so much sense to me. Just like this yeah. whole like idea of like motherhood and, mm-hmm. and that connection between, you know, mother, daughter. Um, and yeah. I, I think it's really beautiful to see it, you mm-hmm. know, play out in this playlist. Yeah. No, I mean, that's my connection to it. And, uh, <laughs> You were going to tell me how you thought about La Santa Cecilia. I mean, I, I've, I've said it on the show before. It's, it's not, you know, it's not a big deal. Like, I, they're, um, I'm, I'm not like a huge fan. Mm. I mean, the talent is there. Like, the musicianship is fabulous. Mm. Like, Mighty Soul's vocals are like, yeah. extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually met them. They're all lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I love uh, Mighty Soul in, in particular because mm-hmm. I had a little incident in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, we were all at like at like an after party during Ruido Fest, mm-hmm. and you know, we were all just chilling. People were just having a great time. And some guy got in my face um, and like she and I had been talking and like, Mm -hmm. you know, she stepped in and she's like, what? (laughs) Um, And she was ready. She was ready to fight this guy for me. And like, I was just like, you know, I'm if Mm -hmm. I mean, if I have to throw a punch, I will. Mm -hmm. But it's not my preferred medium. I'd rather just be like, you're ugly on the inside and out and walk Mm -hmm. away or something. You know, just some nasty comment. But Mm -hmm. she was ready to fight him. She was about that action. Oh yeah. <laughs> she like that, that like, you know, LA really came out. She's like, what's goody. You know, she was ready to go. What's um, poppin'? And so, yeah, she always, uh, you know, she holds a, a special place in, in, in my heart. Mm-hmm. I, I do think, you know, like I think one of the things that, and, and not to, not to even suggest that this is contrived or anything, but mm-hmm. definitely one of the things that they're associated with is mm-hmm. sort of their, um, their very political, mm-hmm. you know, stances, you know, mm-hmm. they, they've been very vocal in like supports of like the dream act and mm-hmm. like, you know, immigration rights and things like that. So mm-hmm. I think that's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And my connection is less political and more just like being able to bond with my more ma- personal, my mama bear, you hey. know? Yeah. 
she likes this music and I, you know, of course I fuck with my mom. She's cool. So, <laughs> well, that's, I'm, I mean, I'm, and I'm really excited and mm-hmm. you know, we, we are nearing the end of the show here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we have, we have one more track before we talk about this very, very special track that we're going to close out with. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, first of all, I want to thank you for being on the show. <laughs> thank you for having me. Uh, this is a very, like, I, again, I'm like, you know, uh, uh, with the parade of crossovers that, I'm, <laughs> that we're going to, uh, we're going to have on the show. I like, I'm like so thrilled to kick it off in such an incredible way. Well, thank you. It means a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, so please tell our listeners, mm-hmm. uh, about CYC, uh, mm-hmm. where can they hear it? Where should they follow where they should send you like, you know, nudes. <laughs> Don't send me news. I'll get in trouble. <laughs> um, so follow me, follow us, Maita and I at CYC podcast. We're on Twitter. We are all over fucking iTunes, Stitcher, audio boom. Fuck. We're like on most things except I think like Spotify. Yeah. But, uh, Spotify is like not interested in no, having everybody on. No, there. they're not. So, but follow us on Twitter. Um, Maita's at, Oh, she changes hers all the time. You know what? Just follow at CYC Podcast. And um, we talk about queer and Latinx and POC media, what it means to us as queer people existing. And uh, yeah, follow us. Um, Show some love. Do you want to plug your personal one or like you prefer anonymity? No, it's fine. Everything's open. Like you can follow me at Fried Papita on Twitter and Instagram. You'll figure it out. That one's a little more. Just just search Fried Papita and see what comes up. Yeah. Surprise yourself. Um, And of course, (laughs) we are Song Mess. We are on your favorite podcasting platforms as as, uh, you know, Fried Papita mentioned before. We're on the SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Stitcher. Uh, Google Play. Um, we're on all the social medias: Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Fuck Twitter, though. Um, and uh, feel free to email us at uh, songmessmusic at gmail dot com. Uh, please send us song suggestions, or if you want to participate on the show, you know, again, we're going to be undergoing some renovations, um, and I, you know, I, I definitely want to have as many of you on this show as possible. I want to hear your voices, your stories, your song selections. You guys are all so awesome. Um, and again, you know, I've been meeting listeners here and there um and you guys are just the raddest and the coolest um <laughs> shout out to uh silvia who i met at the gray space event yesterday hey shout out um not sure if she's a listener yet but hopefully she begins now <laughs> um, <laughs> um and yes and so uh, we're gonna close out with of course a personal fave um we you know talking about representation yes. as two brown queers mm-hmm. i think this is zaddy yes um so tell, tell us about this this pick okay so this is just like me being seen to like the umpteenth level <laughs> like uh to see a queer man saying about not having money come on that's me i don't have any fucking money either like pay a bitch but um i don't know just like it's just a really sweet like simple song about telling a bitch you don't have anything well but... who, who is it by oh <laughs> oh how could we forget the most iconic of iconic uh juanga yeah, of course it's juanga. juanga our love juan gabriel and it's called no tengo dinero yeah and yeah. I, you know it's something that i was talking about with, with uh god i i drink so much i don't even <laughs> remember who i talked to but i was i was saying to somebody yesterday mm-hmm. i was like i do i just feel like straight people pay so much money for alcohol and it's just like as like i, I feel like you know, you'll pay $6 for a beer at like your local straight place. And then you'll go to like a local shitty gay dive, Oh yes, you know, and it'll be like $2, $3. And it's just like, why y'all do this to yourselves? <laughs> who are you trying to impress? I mean, we know who we're trying we know, to impress. We know who they're trying to impress. But still like, damn y'all. 
Um, well, anyway, so mm-hmm. uh, Juanga with uh, No Tengo Dinero Ni Nada Que Dar. And this is, this is such a great song. This is such a great way to sign off. So, <laughs> again, thank you so much, Fred Papita. Thank um, you. This has been delightful. Um, and, uh, you know, shout out to Latinos Full Lunch. They can suck it. No, I mean, oh, oh. <laughs> and shout out to Maite. Miss hey, girl. Maite. And Beverlicia. Beverlicia. What's Bever- poppin', girl? Beverlicia. Uh, Left Ty Lopez. Left Ty um, Lopez. Who I love. Uh, All right. Okay. So we're going to listen to Juan Gabriel now. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. uh, And we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Voy por la calle de la mano platicando con mi amor y voy Recordando cosas serias que me pueden suceder Pues ya me pregunta que hasta cuándo nos iremos a casar Y yo le contesto que soy pobre que me tiene que esperar no tengo dinero ni nada que dar, lo único que tengo es amor para amar. Si así tú me quieres, te puedo querer, pero si no puedes, ni modo que hacer. No tengo dinero ni nada que dar, lo único que tengo es amor para amar. Si así tú me quieres, te puedo querer, pero si no puedes, que hacer Yo sé que a mi lado tú te sientes pero mucho muy feliz y sé que al decirte que soy pobre no vuelves a sonreír que va yo quisiera Tener todo y ponerlo a tus pies Pero yo nací pobre y es por eso que no me puedes querer No tengo dinero ni nada que dar Lo único que tengo es amor para amar Si así tú me quieres te puedo querer Pero si no puedes, ni modo que hacer No tengo dinero